Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Tracy. And today on Generally Speaking, we have Dr. Gerard Belanco from our radiology department. He'll be discussing with us his musculoskeletal ultrasounds and low-dose CT lung screenings. And he's just generally very interesting. Um, I had the chance to hear him speak at one of our rotary meetings, and he had tons of questions, and he's just... he explains things in such an easy to understand way so i'm really looking forward to you guys hearing from him yeah i've been looking forward to this to sitting down and talking with the, the doc as well so he'll be here today on our episode of generally speaking so um other exciting news is that our master beds retail pharmacy is now open yay and it is fantastic andrew can you kind of let everybody know the coolness of our new pharmacy Absolutely. So we officially opened our retail pharmacy about three weeks ago. And with the retail pharmacy, we also simultaneously launched our meds to beds program. And for folks who aren't familiar with what that is, that is a medication discharge program for when you're leaving the hospital. So it means instead of having to stop by a pharmacy on the way home, we can actually put your medications in your hand so you can get home and get to recovering a lot quicker because I know there's times where I haven't stayed in the hospital and I've had to go to the pharmacy and, I, and it's just been that one extra hurdle that you have to wait to before you can get home and you know start to feel better so one question we get a lot which I'm glad you brought up the meds to beds program is if people fill through the meds to beds program are they committed to using our pharmacy for the rest of the time and the answer is to that is no if you decide that you want to use us for your medications upon discharge, uh, you, we can do the initial first fill and we're more than happy to send the refills to say your regular pharmacy, whomever that may be in the, in the area. So uh, on the flip side of that coin too, if you want to use us as a retail pharmacy, we would love to have you. But again, for the retail, for, for the meds to bed side, we just really want to put the first fill in your hand and you can tell us where the refills uh, get taken care of. So just wanted to take a second to mention that. Well, I think some of what people are starting to understand and what makes it so great is that when you're in the hospital or it's your parent or your spouse and you're trying to get them home, they're ready to go home, you're tired, the last thing you wanna do is go stand in line and that it truly is from our pharmacy to your hospital bed. So they come and put it in your hand, the pharmacy tech walks up, you have the opportunity to ask questions. It's just, it just takes away so much stress from the family. And I think that that's something really important um, that people realize that it, it really cuts down on a lot of that wait time. And like you said, they get to go home and be better. And I love it, it's fantastic. You've used our program. I have used it several, several times and um, just, saying the you know pricing is very competitive the wait time is super super short and i think that that is for me because um time for me is a big issue because i'm always running around everywhere so the you know you get a text message saying it's ready you're not standing in line for forever when it's ready you go and get it and um it's just a much more efficient process so i super love it Opelousa's General Health System is proud to announce a new service that we are offering our patients, Meds to Beds. This program is available through our outpatient retail pharmacy. 
This service allows patients to fill their prescriptions prior to leaving our facility, not only saving you time, but getting you on the road to recovery quickly. We are now accepting all major insurances, including Medicaid. For more information, call 943-7102. Welcome back to Generally Speaking, and with us now today is Dr. Belanco from uh, our radiology department. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So I kind of want to get right to it. I know there's a lot we want to discuss today, and I know one, uh, one of the tests that we're offering now, and I know you're very passionate about, is our low-dose CT lung screens that are available, and I just kind of wanted, if you could maybe... Tell us what it is and why this is such an important scan or a, a test for folks to consider having who might have been previous smokers and have now quit. Right. So it's, I mean, this is a really exciting test. I'm glad that we have this test. And to start off, I always start off with a little bit of you know, kind of boring background. And uh, we've been trying for decades to figure out how to diagnose lung cancer earlier. And why? Well, because today, without screening, if we diagnose lung cancer, about 85% of those are going to be at a stage where we can't treat, where the goal of any medicines we give is just to try and palliate, make comfortable, and extend life a little bit. But the goal is not a cure. Only 15% of those newly diagnosed patients are we able to say, we think we can cure you. And that's a problem. That's because without adequate screening, we were unable to diagnose it early enough to really cure disease, which is what doctors want to do. So for years and years, they tried a bunch of different ways to screen for lung cancer and to catch it early enough that we could actually treat the patients when we caught it. And so <clears throat> they tried x-rays and blood tests. They tried all kinds of different things. And what they found was as the CAT scanners got better and as our computers got faster, we were able to have developed these low-dose techniques. All that means is that it's just not a very big radiation dose with it. So they were able to develop these techniques, and then they compared them. They did a huge study not too long ago where they compared this low-dose CT scan against chest X-ray. And what they found was that they were able to save 20% more lives with the low-dose screening CT than with chest x-ray. That's not diagnosing 20% more cancers. That's lives saved, okay? So if you take, um, and, and I read a recent article, and I think it was um, uh, 8 million people, If you, there are 8 million people in the U.S. That, that, are, that qualify for the screening, and if we screened half of those, we would save like 20 or 30,000 lives just half yeah. of the people that, that qualify for the screening. So it's very exciting that we have this available and that we can now actually tell people, look, if you come get this test, we have a much higher chance of curing you rather than just giving you another year or two and a little bit more comfortable. So, so that's why I'm so excited about it. Is, is this test widely available? It, it's, it's widely available. It's, it's still kind of catching on. Um, we are trying to let everybody in our community know St. Landry Parish, I just read today, um, and these statistics are a little bit old, but 25% of the population of St. Landry Parish that's over 18 smokes. So that's a lot. And obviously smokers are the people that we're trying to get to. Um, but the test, so the test is, is available, um, but, you know, we're trying to 
do it here at Opelousas General because we want all these patients to St. Landry Parish to be able to come. You know, it's a long drive to drive to go somewhere else. So, you know, to be able to just drive down the road, drive down 190 or drive up I-49 to Opelousas General and have the test on, it's easy, you know, it's, it's easy. And the insurance companies pay for it and Medicare pays for it with, without anything. It's like a mammogram, zero copay. Zero copay, zero deductible. They'll pay for it. If you qualify, they will pay for it, the whole thing. So it has um, on the card some of the, the, to the qualifications. So they have to be between 55 and 74, men or women. Age is still is the same, 55 to 74, and currently smoking or have quit within the past 15 years. Um, have smoked an average of one pack per day for at least 30 years and as of now have no symptoms or signs of lung cancer. Right. So that's an awful lot to remember. So right. that, that's my job, right? That's what that's what that's for me to remember and for me to know. Okay. So what everybody really knows and what I tell people when I give these talks is look, if you smoked or know someone who smoked for thirty years or longer or was a heavy smoker, two packs a day or more yeah, for what... fifteen years or longer. Mm. If they're 55 years old, ask your doctor. And if your doctor doesn't know or your nurse practitioner, if they don't know, tell them to call me. My number is 948-5127. They can call me. If I'm not working that day, I promise you those people can find me in Timbuktu. Okay, so <laughs> tell them to call. But it, you don't. I don't want the general population to have to remember all this stuff. That's right. a lot to remember. So if somebody smoked for 30 years or been a heavy smoker for 15 years, and if they're 55 or older, just tell them to ask, okay? Tell them to ask anybody. They can call the department and ask. They can call their nurse practitioner and ask. They can call their doctor and ask. But those are the those are the criteria that we use because those are the people that have shown to benefit from it. And I wanted to just, just kind of touch on that because I was going to say what, what you just said about the number of smokers here. Um, and St. Landry Parish does not have, um, we, are, we are not a smoke-free community. Um, it's something that, um, our Healthy St. Landry Alliance has been has been working on. It's definitely um, on our set of goals, but that is one of the the big kind of things that um, it glows when you look at those reports because there has been so much work, especially within the state, um, for people to stop smoking, and it's just an initiative that has gains momentum and then kind of goes backward and then gains momentum. It's kind of like like it ebbs and flows. So. Um, <clears throat> I like the fact that we're able to offer now a resource to those that are looking at quitting or have quit. Um, but even so, just to be able to answer that question, because that's something that a lot of people are starting to get. I want to stop or now I'm, I'm worried because now I'm older and I'm thinking about it. So that was I'm, I'm glad that we're able to, to go over this, but that we have that this resource now, especially in this community, because it really is making um, a big impact. Um, and I want to talk about, too, um, the musculoskeletal ultrasounds that you're doing because I just think it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, we have gotten such great feedback about it, but I wanted you to talk about what it is and who this is for. Right. So, um, you know, if you live long enough, eventually you're going to develop aches and pains in your body and your joints. We, we all get them. It's kind of a reward in a way. Um, but we're all going to get them. And you know, you get these aches and pains and you go see your doctor and your doctor orders some tests, usually start with an x-ray. And if they can't, the doctors can't figure out what's going on, eventually you'll wind up getting, you'll wind up with me and you'll get an MRI. 
the, the, an MRI is a great test, okay? It's a really great test, especially for achy joints and pains. Um, however, there's a, there's a large group of people that can't have an MRI. And so it was kind of frustrating for me because people would call me and say, Doc, what, what can we do? How can you help us? And I would say, well, I can't help you look inside the joint. You're, you know, I can give you my best guess, but that's about it. And so it's kind of frustrating. So when this came along, we jumped at the opportunity we had um, a special trainer come down and teach our ultrasound techs uh, these special techniques. Um, and so now, for people who need an MRI but can't have one, for the, the for some of the joints, we can actually take this ultrasound machine and look at the soft tissues. We can look at muscles, we can look at tendons, we can look um, at parts of the joints, we can look at bone surfaces, so we can get a lot more information. And what does that mean to people? Why would anybody care about that? Well, when I look at an MRI, I can tell the doctor, okay, look, this tendon is inflamed, or this tendon has got a little tear, or this tendon has a big tear. Um, and all those patients, a lot of times, will present the same. They'll look the same mm -hmm. on the outside, and so that's why I'm helpful with the MRI. But without an MRI, in patients who have a cardiac pacing device in patients who have an implanted device in patients whose insurances won't pay for an MRI and patients who are claustrophobic all those patients who can't have an MRI their docs are like what can we do we, we're gonna guess and so they would you know, try medicines and try PT and try stuff and until it either worked or it didn't work mm -hmm. but with with ultrasound and those patients who can't get an MRI I can now look at it and say okay the, ten the tendon is inflamed, it's partially torn, it's a big tear, and this tendon is torn, that tendon is torn. So I can actually look at, use this ultrasound machine to look at the soft tissues that we otherwise could not look at. And this is huge because we're saving people time, we're saving people pain. You know, if I can take somebody's pain away and say, okay, look, you don't have to try for eight weeks Mm -hmm. hoping that it's going to work, right. okay? And then say, okay, you're gonna, this person's going to suffer for eight weeks and then it doesn't work, well, that person suffered for eight weeks. You know, I, I don't want that. So if we can give them the information up front, then we can treat it. Right. And they may be in pain for a little while, but at least we're treating it. And we know at the end of that eight, 10, 12 weeks, the treatment is going to hopefully work mm -hmm. better. So that's what's really, really, really cool about this. There's a couple of other benefits um, that we've seen with um, musculoskeletal ultrasound, and one of those has been... Um, uh, some of the invasive parts so we can actually take needles and go into the joints and go into bursa um, go into some of the spaces around in and around the muscles and do with pinpoint accuracy injections um, and that's that's been really nice and we've had our we've had very very good feedback from the community on that our, our patients that we've uh, done procedure on so far we've had very very good feedback they've been very pleased so how do they you know somebody's thinking Let's use me. Okay, so somebody like me um, has really bad hip pain, and, you know, it's constant. And it's like, oh, two years ago, somebody said, oh, it's probably bursitis. Oh, now it's probably this. You know, it might be that. And somebody like, say, me um, would like to know what it really is. How, do, how, is somebody, how does somebody... Um, are, are they are they able to do this? Do they have to be, is that something that has to be ordered by their doctor? Can they just go directly to you? Like, how are they able to access it? Right, so 
It does have to be ordered by a physician or a nurse practitioner, um, but they can, you know, we can kind of coordinate, we can help coordinate that as, as best we can. Um, but it does have to be ordered as something that, unfortunately, um, because of Stark laws, I'm unable to order that. Um, however, the really nice thing is that if, if you come, like especially with bursitis or tendinosis, you know, which is some two of the more common hip issues mm-hmm. um, with something like that, we can look at that with the ultrasound and say, okay, here's your issue, it's bursitis or it's tendinosis. If you want, we can call your doc and let them know we can schedule you for treatment. And, you know, bursitis is one of the areas that we've had the most success because the bursa are very, very thin mm-hmm. and you need pinpoint accuracy um, right. to be able to get to them reliably. From uh, the folks that you've ended up seeing, whether with this, was there ever a conversation where you, with a, a, a patient who you've seen, where they were so hesitant to know what the problem was? Because there was the anxiety for the MRI or anxiety of what they thought the outcome would be? Right. We see that more with the low-dose CT um, than we do with the cancer screenings than we do with this. Um, we've had um, some patients that have been a little hesitant about this new test because uh, it's, it's kind of, this is, this is not new technology, but it's just so, it's something that these particular techniques are something that have not really uh, taken off until recently. Um, There's something that were kind of left by the wayside and kind of forgotten for a while and then here recently we've kind of ramped them back up um, and we've started to develop new techniques um, for imaging soft tissues and and uh, joints and muscles and uh, tendons and so um, some people hasn't just because it's new and it's uh, they think that it, that new might equal unproven, but that's really not the case. Well, I, I, the low dose, I, I definitely see the value in that, especially uh, from the musculoskeletal ultrasound. I mean, again, if you have someone who's claustrophobic and they or they can't get in, it's just not. It's prohibitive to get the patient inside the MRI machine. I think this is a, just a fantastic resource. Right. So. You know, the, the main thing that I'd like, if I could just sum one thing up that, with the musculoskeletal ultrasound is there was a big hole in patients there. There was a big group of patients that we we're unable to get to. Um, and those patients, like you said, and I tell all my people this, uh, claustrophobic patients, patients with pacers, patients with a neural stimulator or any kind of, inject, or any kind of um, uh, mechanical implanted device or electrical implanted device, um, and patients whose insurances won't pay for it, because we're starting to run into that a little bit. Patients' insurances are starting to scoff at MRIs a little bit. Um, so in those patients, we now can, can help them. And again, it's one of those things that if somebody hears about this, uh, ask the doc, and the doc will know, or ask your nurse practitioner. They'll know if this test is appropriate or not. And if they don't, tell them to call. I'm happy to discuss. And again, that, that number, to, if you have any questions, is uh, 337-948-5127. And I know if, uh, as Dr. Belanco mentioned, if he's in Timbuktu, they will find him <laughs> if he's out of the office that day. So uh, definitely, I, I hope the folks who are taking the time to download our podcast will, if they think this might be a resource for them or if they know this could be a resource for someone they know, We'll definitely take the time to reach out and call the number and get get the information they need. That'd be wonderful. So. 
Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming. Um, you always do such a wonderful job of explaining exactly what needs to happen and how this can help and how it works. And, um, you know, it, you know, then I start thinking that I have all of these things, so I need to come and see you. But um, thanks so much. It's always great to hang out with yeah, you. We really sure appreciate so it. it thank you very you. much. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you.